A draw is better than a loss. I am the champ. Oh my god. No, no, no. <laughs> no I, <didn't. laughs> I, I believe that is the quadruple. Aaron Rodgers is phenomenal. Come on, Jared Goff. Come on. Any trade that involves you getting Drew Locke, you probably lost. Well, I guess everyone knew more than I did. The amount of times that you have been on stage with less than reputable clothing. Yes, indeed. We have no shit. Enough said on that. I can neither confirm or deny. Shout out to um, Raccoon Red. Clearly, I have a lot of opinions about this. Hello and welcome to another episode of Improper Fantasy Football. My name is Mark. And I'm Biz. How are you doing? I'm I'm awake. I have a beer for a change, and another change is the amount of people in the podcast, isn't that right? That's right. Unfortunately, we have two other people joining us this week. <laughs> please, two friends of the podcast, please introduce yourself. Uh, this is Justin, once again, hey. the returning champion. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Improper Mark. Hey. <laughs> you know, Biz, Pretty much I everybody... Really yeah, we need to hash out why Biz and I have such a bad relationship because we were very close in grad school, and uh, we 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 were actually. Um, yeah. But well, I can, I'm happy to read some of the horrific texts Mark Mark has been sending me about. <laughs> apparently, I don't know anything about this great game you called American football. Um, despite actually winning the quadruple a couple of years ago, which that's for the news. listeners that's out there, I didn't actually. Ago. I won everything that was available to me, but that's a conversation for another day. Now, hold um, on a second. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to fact check that. In that first year, you won a lot. You did not win the consolation bracket your first year, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. However, I won it last year. So I have now won literally everything that is available in this league. So, mm, is that so anyway, anyway, so yes, uh, we have two great friends of the podcast joining us. Mark, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Um, just getting ready for Christmas. I ha have to move in uh, in like a month because our landlord is selling our house. And oh no, yeah. So yeah. where are yeah, you moving to? Same area? Yeah, same area, just down the street. My my wife started a school here, so we can't go too oh, far away. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Oh, okay. Oh, well, well, sorry that you have to move uh, houses, but yeah, yeah, definitely hope it's going to be an upgrade. Yeah, yeah this, exactly. This booth. I have to take apart. It's like oh, a thousand pounds of paneling. So for the, for those people that can't see, um, improper Mark is in a state of the art, huge mm -hmm. uh, recording studio. Um, yeah. You know, I'm sure Hollywood Hollywood would, would be very proud. So he made this just to record for this podcast. Mm -hmm. He only oh, yeah. made he it just indeed. to record on this podcast. Yeah, he did indeed. I'm Justin. totally jealous of that. Justin, yes. my friend, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, once again, though, as Mark said, I was wanting to talk about like why we have such this bad relationship going back and forth. <laughs> I think I understand uh, why. But... Oh, okay, well, well did, let's just give it a couple of minutes before I get into that. But yes, yeah. Just, um... just a little bit of a therapy session, I think, is what needs to happen here, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, listeners, if, if you can't tell, we're having a fun time tonight. Uh, this is going to be a longer episode than normal. We're getting to the end of the season. Holidays are going to happen. Um, and we decided that, you know what? Let's try something new. Let's get everybody on the podcast together. It's it's an awesome time. I've got a beer. Mark's got a beer. The Marks are drunk. Uh, Justin doesn't have a beer, and Biz is already three deep. So, you know, we're, we're having a, a rock-roaring time right now. But listeners, let us know how you're doing this time of year, how your team's doing. Go ahead and reach out to us at our email, improperfantasypodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to go ahead and send us a tweet, let us know how you're doing. If you made the playoffs, if you... Uh, 
you're following Justin's advice of uh, just picking up a new quarterback every single week uh, for yep. the second half of your season, uh, let us know how that's happening to you at Improper Fantasy on Twitter slash X, whatever you want to call it. Thank you, Elon Musk, for messing things up. Uh, we have to start uh, the episode, of course, with a recap of how the final week went. We had the improper showdown, as it were, uh, with myself battling Justin in an attempt to be able to keep him from being able to avoid getting a buy. And also as a retribution for last year when I could potentially right or wrong and uh, for, for not being able to help my buddy Biz get into the podcast, uh, get into the playoffs last year. And of course, Improper Mark going up against Biz, trying to affect seeding, as if you were, because if I happen to do everything I need to do, then Mark can make it so that Justin has to play Biz. So why don't we get into that? Uh, Justin, oh, can, you... I just, can, I just, can I just say for the, ben- for the benefit of the listeners out there, I, I still do not know how I did. <laughs> and whilst I know I've, I already clinched a playoff spot, I do not know who I'm playing. And obviously we talked about this last week. I will say I do not know what happened, but I, I, I have a feeling I got crushed, unfortunately, by improper mark because just following the, the scores and the stats of what people did. And also I didn't play David and Joku who went off. So I'm, I'm sure we I gave you such crap for crushed. that. Yeah, but I've got Jake Ferguson, who's actually you a better Jake option Ferguson. when you have man, DTR man, thrown yeah. to him. Anyway. Um... DTR? You mean Joe Flacco, elite quarterback, Super Bowl yes, MVP? That's true. Yes, that's true. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. So, yeah. Big uh, Mark, Joe Flacco. Mark, why do you go ahead and take the lead? Uh, let Biz know how that matchup with the two of you went. Yeah, Biz, you lost. It wasn't, it wasn't particularly close. It was, uh, I beat you by 30. So, you you had the third lowest point total of the week, so you, you did okay. <laughs> okay, so now I can actually go onto the app and wait. Yeah. So what, hold what on, was no, 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 no. Po- we haven't told no, you what yeah, actually. Oh, you can't go on okay, there yet. Okay. No, 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 nope. So to kind of bring that around, I'm not so sure, Mark, if you've got the scores up here, but Mark had a, a very, very good showing. Uh, he had uh, Brock Purdy. Like very very close to MVP candidate, he had had a good day. Devin Achan had a great day. Uh, Bijan Robinson, good day. Puka Nakua, good day. Rushi Rice, the the wide receiver we've all been waiting for Mahomes to have, had a good day. And Justin Tucker doing Justin Tucker things. Although you left Garrett Wilson on the bench when he balled out this week, how do you feel about that? Uh, you know I I my team is so bad. I was just kind of playing Thanks. around. So, so I really wanted – well, your team is worse. But I wanted to play uh, – <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. Who's in the playoffs? I'm so, I'm, I mean, you know what? I could take shots fired. But um, to be fair, I was 7-3 and three and I've lost four in a row and I'm still in the playoffs. Yeah, congratulations. Continue. Please continue. <laughs> um, Way to but, back into uh, the playoffs there. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to play Keaton Mitchell on the Ravens to see if maybe he would have a a, a blow up game. I was just trying to I was just trying to play like wild upside plays, but uh, I'll have to put Garrett Wilson back in. But Biz, so I, what, I feel- what what was the score? What was the score? One nineteen point two two to eighty eight point three two. Wow, man, that, I, I've been on fire. Eighty eight, and then what did I get last week? Seventy one. I think something I like that. Mark, something I think like Mark, that. You, you topped that. You got 69. I would have yeah, been yeah. you last nice. week. Yeah. 
but um, yeah, I've been I've been on fire. I'm 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 you know. There's always one team that that gets the momentum going into the playoffs, and that's me. So that means that improper Mark ends the regular season at a record of five and nine. Um, he's going to definitely be in the consolation bracket, and he's been his team's looking pretty good, and it's set up to be able to do well in consolation bracket right now. But Biz. You've ended up with a loss, which means that the door is open, depending on how my matchup went with Justin, for you to yeah, play I do not know about, I do not know in about the this. first round. Justin, oh. how did we do this past week? Well, Wait, hang on. Did I, I needed you to beat Justin, correct? Yeah, you needed me to be. No, 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 no. If I beat Justin, then that means that Justin could would definitely fall to the three, and you could face him. Yeah, because if you I wanted Justin six, to win, so you don't. Yeah, play I wanted him. Justin to win. Yeah, and I guess I think I know where this is going. Well, Justin, anyways, how did you do? It was a very close game going into the final Monday, I guess, where four where four teams are playing, two teams are going, two games are going to each other. Uh, and unfortunately, I did not win. I lost by ten points, eleven points, something like that. So I lost. It came down oh to Raheem Mostert versus Derrick Henry. Uh, on that mm-hmm. last night, you needed Raheem Mostert to pick up like 15 points or so and over Derrick well, Henry to be able to close the gap. And I was almost there up until yeah, Derrick Henry scored that last touchdown at the very end. Yeah. And it was really was close. Yeah. I was terrified going into that last that last mm-hmm. pick. And then Derrick Henry got a second touchdown of the night. So, Justin, uh, it wasn't quite the shellacking that Mark gave to Biz, uh, but I no. did finally... Uh, Get my uh, my revenge for the end of last season, and I did knock you down a peg, guaranteeing you into the three spot in our league. Biz, everything was set up. Oh, go ahead, Justin. I was going to say, like, this would have been a much closer game if I didn't have this quarterback curse going on that I've been having all season. Because <laughs> uh, I'm sure you guys know that the quarterback who was a big topic of conversation the past few weeks on this podcast, Justin Herbert, who I have, uh, got injured and is out for the season again. So now I had Joe Burrow out for the season. Uh, uh, Kurt Cousins, Cousins out for the seasons. And now Herbert out for the season. So, you know. May I ask who's going to be cursed this coming week? Ah, this coming week? I, well, I made some pickups and stuff like that. I'm sure we'll talk about some of that stuff later on. But um, I am thinking it might be... Uh, Will Levis, maybe? Man, he looked good on Monday, didn't he? Mayo Man, he did look good on Monday. Okay, I'm sorry. I have to. I have to interject. I have to interject here. So, so J- Justin mentioned at the beginning of the pod- a podcast about you know. So, so here, here is the thing. Justin finished third in our league, and for the last three or four weeks, yes, he's had issues with quarterbacks, but he's finished third, and he is. In, in our group chat for the listeners out there, every week it's, I don't know how I'm continuing to win. Oh, you it's know, not quite clear, Biz. It's not quite, bit, not quite clear. Just just putting, you know, sort of pushing that needle into me. But, oh, you know, I, another quarterback's down. Oh, but I won. Uh, another quarterback's down. Oh, but I'm still third. So, you know, it's just, I, I mean, to be fair, I'd probably do the same. I'd probably do the same. But, you know, it's he's still in there. And he could have even got a, play, uh, a bye. He could have even got a bye this week. I do have to say, Biz, not everything's about you on this. Yeah. Just so you know. 
There's nothing to do with you about why I, I don't know how I won. Because if you look at my team, there's no reason why I should be winning. But I've been winning every week. So I'm sorry for everyone who I beat in the past few weeks. But, you know, um, here we go. This is what it is. So, with Although that I being the say, case, oh, go ahead. I'm just going to, before you go on, I think I know again where this is heading because I knew mm. last week when you said that I believe Oliver. Had to be well because actually I don't know who who well actually Oliver, I don't know where. Let's see what who did he play against this past week? He played against Spencer. Yeah, because basically, if he someone could have won, and if they had bettered my score by over thirty five points, then they would have overtaken me, and then I'd be playing Justin anyway. No, actually, uh, Oliver had more points than you, regardless. Um, Oliver has one of the highest point totals. <laughs> well, in the that league. wasn't hard. Now, <laughs> here, here's the thing, and this is where I've been trying to lead us for a couple of minutes now. The last bit of this equation, everything fell, falls into place. Mark beats Biz. I beat Justin. And as long as Oliver beats this chip shot of an opponent against Spencer, who is currently ranked 11th after all of this, then Oliver claims the fifth spot. Biz takes the sixth spot and has to take Justin. I don't know how, but on the last day, I wait, think you yeah. have a question. Wait, wait, Mark, you have. So something? we got to get full context, right? So yes. The Monday night game, Miami is playing Tennessee. Miami's up twenty-seven thirteen with what yeah. is it like four minutes left, right? Oh, it was a great ending. Yeah, everything's looking good, and then there's a miraculous comeback by the Titans mm -hmm. to beat to beat the Miami Dolphins defense. And who did Ollie have as his defense? Miami. Miami. <laughs> Which means that Spencer beats Ollie by a point and a half, making it so Biz doesn't have to play Justin unless the two of them oh. meet into the finals. Oh yep. my God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. My prayers have been answered. Oh, this is a great, great day, people. This is a great day. Oh, it's going to be a good end to the week. Gonna be a good end to the week. You know what? I can lose. I can lose this weekend. I can lose this weekend. It's totally fine. No, if just, you lose just, this weekend, you know, you're out of the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, I know. But but yeah, you're eliminated if, if you lose Justin, this. Week. I would have lost anyway. I would have lost anyway. Even if I had scored 170 points, Justin would have scored 171. <laughs> That's just like you know. So so ah, uh, hallelujah. Mark, did I tell you how much I love you? Because you had to do your part as well. You know, well, you know, I, I, I rarely, I, you know, I rarely give you a lot of love on this podcast, but you know, you, you had to do your part, and so uh, which mark I'm are very you proud referring of to? You. I'm very proud of you. I'm very proud of you. We're He's not, not going to tell us. Play, unfortunately, yes. Oh, there we yeah. go. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I see. Well, if you um, talk about uh, but our host Mark, uh, it didn't matter anyways. I was locked no. into third position anyway. So yeah, yeah. You know, Kelly destroyed. Anyway. Ended up in the in the second spot no matter what. So my my impact had nothing to do, but it was just really fun to beat Justin. So, so the Andy in set. the first spot. Andy's <laughs> in the first spot. Kelly's in the second spot. They get to take the week off. So the two guys, that for essentially since like the end of October, those guys have been the one-two with Justin flirting around a little bit up there. Um, we have Justin playing Ollie in round one, and that's a very close matchup. It's like a half a point between the two of those guys in projection. And then Biz plays good, lovable Ryan. In the first round of the playoffs. Right now, Ryan is an eight and a half point favorite on Biz. Although I don't think Biz, since he hasn't touched his team, he hasn't made adjustments. There may be things he can be able to do to be able to bring that score a little bit closer. But 
let's let's go ahead and uh, talk uh, talk to Justin first, since you are a guest this week. Justin, how do you feel about your matchup against Dolly? Once again, I don't know how I would win this game, as always. Uh, oh. But you know, uh, I think it's going to be an interesting game. I mean, he has Jalen Hurts, who is a little. It's a little scary to go against, but you know, we'll see how this works. I'm not sure. I'm not overly confident. He has no running backs. That I is an actual don't... true statement. Yeah. <laughs> he's, I have no quarterbacks. He's got Madison and you got Will Levis. You got the I, comeback I have... player of the year, Geno Smith, on your team, Justin. I have a whole lot of mediocre quarterbacks right now. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you've got everybody's favorite New York delicacy on your team, Tommy Cutlets. I just noticed you picked up. To be, to yes, be, I did pick him up fair, as another mediocre quarterback. Yes. And to be fair, as, as improper Mark has berated me over the last two weeks, who needs a quarterback in this league? I mean, you can have Josh Dobbs and still, and still win. You know, you can have, so who needs a quarterback? You can just, leave it blank and you can you can have uh you know did i say that did i say leave it blank no i never said leave it blank no i didn't say that i'm just saying you know as long as you get your as long as you can have your quarterback score you 10 to 15 points you win with a shout Andy, I don't know if you've noticed this hold on hold on i don't know if you've noticed this if you've actually looked at the league since we've been talking about this now in a fit of defiance against you biz Andy, for the week of the bye, has listed his quarterback slot empty. <laughs> Good. Good for him. I'm proud of him. I'm proud of him. <laughs> uh, so, we know what the first round matchups are. Um, honestly, I hate to say it, Biz, but I'm kind of rooting for Ryan because I say good, lovable Ryan. Ryan's one of those guys, if you've ever met him, you just can't help but say, you know what? I like Ryan. You know what? Oh, Ryan's oh, the best person out thanks. there. He's he's awesome. Thanks. He's amazing. He's great. And Ryan's probably say that about me. I mean, I haven't told you what the people send us in our emails, <laughs> and I've done that intentionally to make sure we don't get censored on this podcast. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, why don't we give a little love to the to the the also rans on this as well? We have a uh, a consolation bracket uh, that, according to Biz, means almost as much, if not more so, than the actual championship. Uh, Absolutely. As if, yeah. if you talked to him last year about this. So yeah. Yeah. there was actually, uh, Mark, you and I had a long conversation uh, over the weekend about like if something like happened, like specifically, like this could have been like almost perfect. Do you want to elaborate? I, you know, I don't remember what you're talking about. Okay, then I'll elaborate. So <laughs> it was have a lot actually. Of that's that we had a lot of schemes that we were planning over the weekend just you know but it was theoretically possible that if things broke our way the way that everything worked that mark and i could have been paired against each other in the first round of the consolation bracket and if that had happened how perfect would have that have been he beat biz i beat justin and then the two of us face off in what would have been the podcast championship Mm -hmm. That's right. uh, not the league championship I don't, I don't the really podcast think, championship i don't i don't think you could yeah i don't think that really works i don't hey justin said oh yeah yeah so i think that's three of us that agree yeah, yeah. Hmm. sounds good so so the top of the constellation bracket um because of that win mark you elevated yourself to the eighth spot when just a couple of weeks ago you were the worst in the league so there's a lot of people looking up at you, and you're going to be getting Jerry in the first round. Jerry just narrowly missed out on the playoffs. He met the seventh spot, and then I get Ned 
both of us at five and nine. And then, of course, gosh, how the mighty have fallen. Spencer plays against the defending champion, Roger the Hammer, at the bottom of the consolation bracket. How did he fall so much? But <laughs> it's crazy. He did. It's a it's a it's a fall from grace. Maybe we should uh maybe we should start, you know, initiating a relegation system. You know, uh, which is a, the best way to do it. You know, if you, that's true. I, I, I personally think if you, you know, if you, if you're not in the playoffs, you, you're just barred from playing the next year. I think that's no, we, be, yeah, no, we get to play in the championship. If we get relegated, <laughs> we get to play in the championship. You do get to play in the championship. Yeah. That's yeah. very correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So. I think we can leave the league at this point. Uh, it's going to be a fun matchup in the first round. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of trash talking in the league chat. That's that's always fun. But Biz posed a question in our notes here that I have for first Mark and then Justin. Um, Biz and I get, have given our official Super Bowl picks twice this year. And I don't think either of us backed off of our initial picks. I think we kept them the same. Uh, hmm. I think you still have... Um, did you have Chiefs versus Niners again, and I still had Ravens versus Eagles? I think that's yeah, what played out. I did. I did. So yeah. we're going to ask both of you guys, since we haven't given you official picks uh, for the full season. First, Mark, who do you have winning the Super Bowl this year? Oh, I feel like it's a loaded question, given my it is, of course. Um, and I, I, to quote Michael Scott, I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. Um. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, the way the 49ers are playing, they, that would be my pick, obviously. But um, the last two times they went to the Super Bowl, they, they let us down. So, well, the first time was lights out. We, so you know, he did have Jimmy G, uh, quite a few. So, yeah. Um, although you should have won that game, to be fair. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. But um, if I had to pick who they're gonna play. Tell me you want a rematch. You can have two rematches. It's either rematch, yeah. I mean, yeah. if I had to choose, I probably... I mean, they play the Ravens in a couple of weeks. So that'll be a good indication. And, and Not the Dolphins? Off the Monday night? Yeah, yeah. Do you think, like, I, I... So the thing about... Well, I don't want to get off this yet, but I would say... I would probably say probably 49ers-Ravens. I think I could see that. I could and, see but that. then you can... It's hard to bet against the Chiefs, but then they don't look good so they don't i'd probably go that yeah i'd probably go niners Ravens. all right justin i know that you're a fan of the team that uh thoroughly dislikes the ravens but uh what are your thoughts who's your uh, that is really tough right now um honestly i don't trust anyone in the afc at this point in time um and it should just be 49 as eagles in the super bowl (laughs) I think that'd be a big game. It wouldn't be a good game. It wouldn't be a good game. And also, I mean, I know that we have a big 49er fan on the podcast right now, but I something about me just doesn't think it's gonna gonna work again. I mean, unfortunately, I really don't have any real reason to say that's the case. So I'm actually going to um I've changed my, my idea on this for multiple times over the season. And probably anyone who knows me will think this is the most the craziest pick ever. I do think the Cowboys are actually going to make the Super Bowl this year. Oh, uh, no, not Justin. As someone who, <laughs> oh, who 
absolutely despises the Cowboys, who thinks it's a lot more fun when the Cowboys lose because the whole mm. country goes, ah, Cowboys, oh no, what's going on with the Cowboys? Stephen A. I, Smith. I, <laughs> I honestly think that they might be able to do it this year. Um, and then AFC, I don't have a pick, really. Um, Process of elimination. You don't think Jake Browning's going to lead the Bengals on another run? No, and, and, I, and I have some thoughts about Jake Browning as a Bengals fan, as a diehard Bengals fan, as you guys you know, diehard Bengals fan. Oh, that's such I... a nice helmet. Um, <laughs> I have some thoughts about that whole thing. Uh, I wish he was playing early in the season and Joe Burrow is playing right now. But mm. I'll, I'll, I could go more in depth than that later on. But um, I don't know. I think that you could pick a team and just say that they're probably going to win. Let's go ahead and say Denver Broncos. Sure. Wow. <laughs> wow. wow. Nice. That's a, nice. I like it. I like it. You're not going to pick Broncos, the Chargers. What about the Chargers? The Char- You're not going to pick the Chargers. They can make it. Right. They don't have a quarterback right now. <laughs> well, they don't have, have a coach a team. either, to be fair. They have a coach. So. I, you yeah. have to pick a team that has a quarterback, and that's the problem with everyone in the AFC. No one has a quarterback. All, everyone's yeah, injured. that's true. That's true. The, you team, the, the, the side that's supposed to have all the quarterback play has no quarterback, so they're all injured. So yeah, Lamar Jackson is going to easily walk away with this because he's the only one who's healthy, but I don't trust I, him. I think that's him. right. You don't, yeah. you don't think the Seahawks are going to make a run in the NFC? Not the 49ers off there? No. <laughs> give Mark some Sorry. hope. Don't Sorry. Give, don't give me hope. All of the hope is going to the Lions this year, let me just say. like They're the team that's mm. like, don't give me hope, but they're the team that's got hope even though they haven't been playing like it recently. So, I'm sorry, that was a really long-winded answer, but yeah, let's just okay, go. That's fine. That's fine. Just the thing with the Lions, just when you what, just when you begin to believe in them, they just they just let you let you down. I don't think yeah. you can say that because I don't think in the past we've been able to give them hope in any case. Like last year, we <laughs> knew they were not going to make the playoffs unless things broke their way, but it was just one of those things where you saw the beginning of what could be something great. And you know what? I think that that's a great way to be able to segue into our game recaps right now, just to be able to mention again. Uh, Mark went ahead and picked his 49ers. Uh, I forget who he picked. It was the Ravens, Ravens. I think is what yeah, he said. Ravens. And yeah. then Justin picks the Cowboys and the Broncos. You didn't actually see who's going to win that game. Oh, Cowboys will win. That's what I'm saying. Okay, like, okay. I hate to say this, but you're, Cowboys you're picking the Cowboys to actually win the Super Bowl. Justin. Unfortunately, I'm, I am. Against oh, Mr. Oh, Unlimited. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can explain this reasoning why I'm picking the, the Broncos to make it that far. It's actually... There's actually reason behind that, but I'll explain later on if you need to. Well, why don't we go ahead and start getting into our games? Um, we have a lot of games that we want to talk about, and we don't necessarily need to be so long-winded about every single one, but clearly, sure. as everybody has mentioned so far, everybody has thoughts and opinions about this. Why don't we start with the Cowboys versus the Eagles, the the high-profile match from this past weekend that ended up just being less competitive than we think. Who wants to take a lead on this one? I mean, I'll uh, jump. Go ahead. Yeah, go for it, Justin. Go for it. I would say overall, it's not surprising. I mean, like I said, I just picked the Cowboys to win Super Bowl, but I have no faith in that. Um, and I would like to see this playoff actually happen in the playoffs versus right now, because right now, Cowboys in the season, who really cares? Is what what they do in the play in the playoffs that matters. The Eagles' defense is bad. Like. It's it bad, is. and they, yeah, they ran into two teams that have efficient offenses, and they both steamrolled them. So the 49ers whooping the Eagles, and then the the Cowboys whooping the Eagles is not surprising. And Mark, if you remember, I said that I believe that the Seahawks can beat the Eagles. 
And that's the reason why. It's because the Eagles defense is bottom of like low end in the league. Like they're they're not good. Like they're nothing compared to what they were last year, which is why they got whooped consecutively. I mean, so I, I, if, the more I look at that, I, I you mentioned that to me before that the Seahawks have a chance to beat the Eagles. And I was kind of wincing at that thought process because I'm like, look, have you seen the Seahawks play over the last month? They the played really well against about, the Cowboys. Yeah, they did. They played really they well against the Cowboys to win that game. But they got crushed twice. The, the, the three losses that they've had that weren't because of the unluckiness of the Cowboys were three divisional opponents. And other than that, the Seahawks have played well against people that aren't in their own division, ultimately. Would I still pick the Seahawks over the Eagles? No, I think I'd still pick the Eagles over the Seahawks just because I think that the Eagles are a significantly more talented team across the entirety of it. But the Eagles do have a much worse defense than we're accustomed to seeing. And believe it or not, the strength of the Seahawks is their offense when they get going. Mm -hmm. And as long as they don't make DK Metcalf get mad. Uh, well, the Eagles have been declining steadily over the course of the entire mm -hmm. season. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Let's. I. I'm not going to write them off completely. I want to see how they finish the season. Yeah, I mean, I. I do think the Seahawks have got a chance against the Eagles. You're playing them at the right time because mm -hmm. they're just they're and in the right place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the Eagles mm -hmm. won't want to go to Seattle cross country right. on a Monday night game, given what's happened to them the last two weeks. I mean, we we talked about a little bit that if you look at the four games before they lost to the 49ers, they were down in each of them and managed to win. And it's that, is, is the glass half empty or half full? You can look at it like, well, they won ugly. They didn't play well and they still managed to get the wins. Or the 49ers loss was coming and then the Cowboys loss was coming. And it's just a continuation of that trend. So um, I, I, I was actually quite surprised at like how easy it was for the Cowboys. I thought that Eagles would put up a bit more of a fight, but I wasn't that surprised at the result. And now the whole number one seed is completely up. I mean... The Eagles are now three, Cowboys are two, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's big. The Cowboys ways. are much better at home than on the road, so. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yep. They're the only team that's undefeated at home, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah I, wouldn't, I wouldn't trust the Cowboys going away and, and winning a playoff game. Yeah. They really, really need to get this number one seed for them to have a legit shot to be able to get to the end. And I'll be honest, I know that the 49ers did have that match against them, but there is a very real chance that the Cowboys do end up with this number one seed. And if that's the case, they may be the most dangerous team in the conference. Especially with Michael Parsons playing the way that he is. The Cowboys also, what's the guy's that Deron Bland has got as many pick sixes as he has? Like, they had... Uh, Trayvon Diggs, who played, who got all those picks uh, recent year, and then he goes down. He's not playing this season, if I'm right. He 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 he. He was lost early in the season. They go straight up to Ron Bland, and he's just been picking up. He's leading the NFL in interceptions this season so far, and more than half of them are are uh, pick sixes. Um, th this this defense is just scary, and that's the way you're supposed to build a team. And I think Biz, you and I, at the very least, we had very strong opinions about. Mike McCarthy and his comment about I just want to don't not score as many points and rest my defense. And if this is what it looks like towards the end of the season, where his defense is more rested than the rest of the league, maybe we were wrong. I don't like to say that because you know what? I don't like to say Mike McCarthy's right, but interesting stories. The yeah. the last thing I last the last thing I'll say on this is there is a you know far be it to 
believe in everything that Steve, Stephen A says, but he always says, you know what? Let's see what happens to the Cowboys come playoff time. And that's what exactly. it's always about. They've, they've often been the best team going into the playoffs. I mean, you saw what happened to, against the 49ers, not last year, but two years ago, where, you know, they should get each the of playoff. The in the yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But like, but the one two years ago, because I think they, yeah. they were a higher seed and they were at home as well. And the 49ers, I think, were a five or six seed or something. Um, so it's just, can you trust them when it when it comes to playoffs? So what I'll say typically with the Cowboys, the only thing I'll say, because I don't like the Cowboys, and part of the reason why I'm picking them is that they typically play up to teams that they don't think they could beat. Yes. Or they think are going to be challenged, and they play down play to teams down to that the they yeah. think they should beat. So yeah. right now, I people are starting to come around on them, I, but everyone thought the Eagles are a better team. Everyone thinks the 49ers are a better team. They're going to make those two games. Whether or not they win or not is going to be a thing. But we'll see. Dallas has two. Well, their next three games are tough. They're at Buffalo, at Miami, and then they play the Lions at home. So they, they have Miami yeah, game. potentially, potentially uh, like they could lose all three. Yeah. Or they could play up to all three. They'll play up to all three. I don't think the, I think the, they would play up to Buffalo um, and that'll be a good game. But Buffalo, I don't know how good Buffalo is. I still don't have any trust in them. Yeah, I was, yeah Buffalo, you just don't know who's going to show <laughs> up each week. Miami? I mean, is Reek playing? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, all these games could be up in the air. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so, with that Sorry. being the case, um, we let Justin go ahead and talk about his Super Bowl pick. Um, uh, Mark, why don't I let you talk about your Super Bowl picks matchup this past weekend when they uh, once again uh, dominated uh, division rival Seahawks in a double-digit win. Uh, came up all sevens in that matchup where the 49ers scored a touchdown in every single quarter. Uh, what were your thoughts about that game? Um, so when Geno Smith was out at the beginning, I was, you know, you, you kind of worry about it because the psychological effect of a backup quarterback playing, but and you know the first play of the game was a seventy-two yard run by Christian McCaffrey, and you thought, yeah, oh, you know, here we go again. But then Drew Locke immediately went straight down the field, and the Seahawks tied the game. And the Seahawks were up ten to seven for most of the first half. So, um, but I, I think it was one of those games where the score was closer than the game actually felt. I think the Forty ers had almost six hundred yards of total offense, and mm-hmm. and that was the first. That's one of the first times where. You know, everybody keeps criticizing Brock Purdy for being a yak merchant or a checkdown merchant, and they started airing it out deep. And I was—it's like, not that his of... fault that he's got Debo and CMC on his team. Is he? But... Is he a potential MVP candidate? Yes. Yeah, I, I I understand the argument for that. I understand why people say that he's unproven. I, uh, but that throw to Debo Samuel was perfect, like in stride, no chance to be caught, and. At that point, it was kind of like, I, I you know, you, I felt like the 49ers were going to win, and the, and the 49ers fixed their defense. They're, they're, you know, the defense isn't elite, I would say, but it's, it's good enough. And as long as they don't beat themselves, they should beat most teams. And that's kind of where I lean with the 49ers. Uh, I think the 49ers, they're all, I mean, their defense should be better than it is. I feel like it should be. If you look at the names on the defense, it should be amazing. Um, offensive wise, they are, they are loaded on offense because they have all the names, you know, they have, you know, CMC, Purdy, you know, 
uh, Kittle, everyone on their on the offense. They're just one person going down. I think kind of wrecks that whole offense a little bit. And so that's kind oh. of where I'm like, I don't know really? if that's going to happen. I kind of feel like it, it has in the past. I mean, look earlier this year, like when yeah. the Bengals played, they didn't have they didn't have Debo, right? Or Trent and, Williams. Or Trent Williams. There you go. So they are missing two people. The Bengals beat them. Pretty handily, honestly. Uh, look what happened like during that whole stretch time frame. They lost three games. Yeah, they in lost a row. three in a row. Yeah, and they were only down like a person. You know what I mean? It wasn't really that no, much. No, they of... were they were down Debo plus and Brandon, Trent you, Williams and uh, was that you? Was no, it was someone else. No, it was someone else that was out. So two people. Sorry, two people okay. out of their stacked offense, and they plus lost three great games. Players. In a row. Yeah, great players. Great players. Their no. left tackle is pretty big. No, here's the thing. Everyone on their offense is a great player. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can I segue that into something that uh, I, I've been thinking a lot about this past week? Because Biz and I have both had, I, I guess, middling opinions about Brandon Ayuk ever since he's been in the league. And <laughs> this past week, I was I, I was watching some of his, his plays. I was taking a look at his stats against the Seahawks. It's like, oh, we made Brandon Ayuk look good. But take a look at the stats of Brandon Ayuk this season. Brandon Ayuk averages almost 20 yards per reception. And he's not necessarily a yards after catch guy. He's a big play down the field type of player. He currently is eighth or sorry. He's currently ninth or 10th in the league in total uh, receiving yards. He's already got over a thousand yards on the season. He's got six touchdowns. He easily could finish the season with 1300, 1400 yards and nine touchdowns, which I would put him in the category as being either above average or borderline elite because there are more receivers, which means that there tend to be more elite, whether he's not in the category of like a Jamar or Jay Jettas, like he's not all world and something like that. But I want to go ahead and like give props to Brandon Ayuk because I've kind of like dismissed him a lot in the past. And like... When you've got a team that's filled with players who make plays after the catch, and he's just like, you know what, I'm going to get open, and you're going to find me there. He does that very, very well. Yep. Well, it says a lot about the 49ers' offense and the explosive plays because he he only has 56 catches and he yes. has a thousand yards. And the, like the, everyone else around him, nobody else like 40 with a thousand yards has yeah. less than 60. I I just have a personal beef with him because. Two years ago, I drafted him in my fantasy team. <laughs> and I'm not sure if I mentioned this, but that was the year that I won. I won the league um, and I won everything. So be um, but, and I, well, no, let me finish. Um, I played him that very first week of the season and everyone was bigging him up. And he's, I don't know, he got like one catch for 11 yards to 1.8 points. I was just like, what is rubbish? So I dropped him for the rest of the year and I put him on the waiver wire and he was god awful. So, uh, so that's my that's my personal history with with uh, Brad, and he did. I think he may have had some injuries that year, but still, he's no Jalen Waddle. He's no Jalen no, no, Waddle. No, no. Mark, not gonna. You know, you, you know, you know how I consider feel about this. Man, consider this. Brandon Ayuk has been targeted eighty-one times. Everybody that else that has a uh, thousand yards or more ahead of him on the list has at least eighty-two receptions. Sorry, sorry, 76 receptions. People have had more catches than he's been targeted. And he's got that same number of yards as everybody on that list. The man is finding himself open in, in, in places to be able to take advantage. And you could say it's scheme because everybody has to adjust for everybody else. But he is doing it a phenomenal job in a year where everybody is trying to do what they need to do. And he's doing this in year in a year where he also lost Debo for a few uh, weeks 
to distract and he still succeeded. He has been amazing. I just don't know why he couldn't have done it two years ago in that first game. But anyway, um, please continue. It was the pressure of being on such a great team. That's true. You know what? You, that You're right. It's the pressure of playing for me as a manager. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. This is going to be six hours, guys. This is going to take six hours. <laughs> you know, can we, we can have all these chats about all these rubbish games this week. There's only one game of note that is worth talking about this past weekend. And we all know what it the is. Vikings. The great, great match between the Vikings and the Raiders. Yeah. 3-0. Come on, guys. I mean, what a game to watch. I mean... Edge of your seat stuff, wasn't it? I mean, th- this was, this was, this was a football score, unbelievable was stuff. Was Old it better than the six nil of the Chargers and the was? Patriots the previous week? Well, that came a good, that came a close second. <laughs> yeah. Well, that oh, that gosh. game was riveting compared to this one. It was six nil. I mean, the thing was like, even if you were a um a big defensive person who likes to watch defense, it wasn't yeah, defense. It was just yeah, exactly. poor play all around. <laughs> I tell you what, I just hope supporters of both teams get their money back because that that was appalling. Yeah. Can we move on now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, please. Um, how about the uh we, we, we can't not talk about the Bills and the Chiefs and the uh the call that Pat Mahomes decided to uh to blow up about and like it's been the hot topic this past week. Uh Bills top the Chiefs after a, a penalty gets called and an offside on Kadarius Tony on a play that saw Travis Kelsey open downfield and then lateral it down for a touchdown to score and put the Chiefs ahead. I, I don't care, honestly, about the fact it's like, well, this had no bearing on the play, like which is what Pat Mahomes... He, he, we saw Pat Mahomes at his probably worst, like the least professional we've seen. He's like, the refs are terrible. Josh Allen goes over at, during the the end of the game's uh, like handshakes and greetings. And Josh Allen said, good game. And Pat Mahomes says, worst calls I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like, wow, I don't think Josh Allen has ever been that petty or poor of a sport after you've tranced him in the league. By the way, this matchup puts Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen even at three and three against each other in their careers, including the playoffs. But the Kadarius Tony was offside by like an entire yard. He was in front of the football. Yeah. So I would say I was more heated about Patrick Mahomes' reaction about two days ago at this point in time. I've uh, since over the time somewhat mellowed on him a little bit, even though I do think it was ridiculous, his whole reaction. Um, but yeah, Kadarius Tony totally in the wrong. The biggest problem I had with the whole thing is that the ref threw the flag at the appropriate time. Then the the pass was made. Uh, Travis Kelsey caught it. He lateraled it, and then they scored a touchdown. But that wasn't a touchdown. He shouldn't have anything to complain about because the flag came out before the play happened. They you know, yeah, yeah. The, the play happened. I mean, the, the flag yeah. came out as a play before the play happened. So I guess what Patrick Mahomes wanted him to do was go, "Oh, you know what? That play was so cool. We're gonna pick up that flag." <laughs> That's what yeah, he wanted. I, that was the coolest I, play I've ever seen. I'm sorry, this he was offsides, but really, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I, we got to let that play happen because because that was just so cool. Well, I can't. Yeah, what? I kind of agree with you, Justin, a little bit. I when I first I was I was a bit like, oh, Patrick Mahomes, it it's, you know, it's very petty for like the best player in the league to do that. And but I've, I've actually mellowed a little bit. I think partly I agree with you because it was if, if the touchdown that still which it wasn't a touchdown, but it was it was like the coolest play ever. And to like to win a difficult match. So I kind of get that from the leader of the team's perspective. Um, but 
I, I do think it was, but I've actually kind of mellowed because I'm just like, you know, these are these are professional athletes. They are emotional with the heat at the moment. It was right at the end of the game. I don't really think he meant anything. He shouldn't have said it to like Josh Allen because he didn't have anything to do with it. Right. But but I just, you know, I I think Patrick Mahomes is someone that, you know, like has earned the benefit of the doubt, unlike someone like Draymond Green, for example. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. Whole separate topic there. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> It's clearly a penalty. I have to call it. Like, just win the game with the other plays. Like, I, I, <laughs> like, I guess you're upset. Like, you have you run like sixty offensive plays, and then there's a penalty on a touchdown, which could have been easily avoided. And you're complaining about it, like somehow you didn't have those other fifty plus opportunities to win the game. Just like. Mm-hmm. As a Seahawks fan who had to live through Super Bowl 40 with all those terrible ref calls that just happened at the inopportune times and complaining mm-hmm. about, well, we should have won this, we should have won this. We also could have done better on all those other plays as well. And it took me a few years to get over that. Still got robbed, but at the same time, we didn't do enough to win when the opportunities you... didn't come our way. I don't think you have got over it, actually, to be honest. Have you? Eh, we lost that game. <laughs> the Steelers were better than us. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about the Patriots yeah. one. No, 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 no. I, I will never get over that. And thank you for bringing up old wounds, terrible, terrible human being. <laughs> I think and we so should move also, on to the Dolphins. I think we should. Oh, sorry, Justin, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to jump back and say, like, about the the um, the Chiefs games that, like, Patrick Mahomes has been benefiting, I feel, of being, like, the the darling of the NFL for quite a long golden time. Boy. Yeah. The golden boy I, I for a long time. Enough. And I think yeah. that this year has just been not golden boy kind of material and he's just overly frustrated not an excuse and i actually take that more as a insult to him that he couldn't manage his own emotions but you know Mm. he's (laughs) that's what happens when you're when you're used to being the rich kid's daughter or son or whatever that and then all of a sudden you're struck with reality so happens is you wanted to bring up the dolphins yeah, I was just, I mean, that that to me is another game of the week. I mean, what happened? I mean, the Dolphins up 14, cruising. Te- I mean, the, I watched that game. The Titans just self-destructed. And you just thought, you can't let a team as potent as Miami give them two touchdowns, which is what they did with two minutes and 55 seconds to go. They were up 14. And if you have, uh, you know, ambitions to be the number one seed, it was kind of there for the taking, obviously. Um, to to gain ground on the Ravens and and the the Dolphins just imploded. I mean that uh, it was it was pretty embarrassing. I mean that and that is a lo- that's going to be a tough loss to get over. They were at home against a poor Tennessee team. I mean they're not the Panthers, but they're not a great team. Rookie quarterback. I mean, they were there, but you know you can't you can't let that happen um, when you're trying to be the number one team in the AFC. I, I think this might hurt them in the long run. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm certainly going to be putting more mayonnaise in my coffee as the uh, the days go on. Uh, thank you, Will Levis, um, and eating my bananas with the skin on it. Um, let me tell you, like one of the things that I've constantly felt over this year is the Titans seem like they're a powder puff team at times, but they're also one of those teams that can just like easily compete with any single team in the league because mm. they've got a coach that people forget is one of the better coaches in the league in Mike Rabel. Yeah. Now they go really game. Like we, if, if it had not worked, yeah, they got a great running game. There's a lot of things that you can do with an offense with young players if you've got a great, great running game to be able to supplement everything else. Will Levis had 327 yards and a touchdown, only got sacked one time. 
And that's an important thing to remember considering how young he is and how he keeps looking for the deep shot. But one of the things that I want to mention is don't forget that Mike Rabel went for two on the first of those two touchdowns that they had to yeah. score. They made the decision early. We're not going for a tie. We want to win this game. We want this game to be over. And they didn't want to leave it to the end of the game to have to break a heartbreak. They wanted to say, we're going to go for two now. And if we have to go for two later, we know what we're going to have to do. But we're telling you now we're winning this game. And then you have to get us on the your next possession. And they got held. The Dolphins got held to a three and out. I don't think this Titans team is going to do anything else this year. They're pretty far behind at five and eight, although don't be shocked if they go four and over the rest of the season and squeak in. But I think going forward in the future with Will Levis developing and with, again, with Mike Rabel as their head coach, this is a team that has a brighter future, I think, than a lot of us would have expected. Uh, my biggest takeaway is the Dolphins without Tyreek Hill are not very good. Not the same. And, and he, uh, the, the argument for Tyreek Hill as MVP was only strengthened by that. 100%. Because their their offense doesn't function nearly as well without him running around like a maniac. So, <laughs> uh, it doesn't. Like, he, like, they could barely run. They couldn't really throw. Um, and he, because he, what did he miss? Like the entire second quarter and the most yeah, of the third quarter. So. And even then, that, yeah. at the end of the game, and in the three and out, right before they, when they were still up, he wasn't on the field for third down. And it's right. like, yeah, the argument. I feel like the argument for Tyreek as MVP is stronger now. It's pretty, especially strong. if he doesn't miss any games. If if he misses some, yeah, games, oh yeah, he needs those. He needs to get more stats. Yeah. So kind of on the MVP argument, um, I don't don't know if we're still going through games, but. Who do you guys have as MVP? Is it? I know you're probably leaning towards Purdy, like as a Fortnite fan, but honestly, <laughs> I don't see, I don't see any quarterback worthy of MVP this year. Yeah, I've been I thinking agree. about it all day I, long. I have not seen a single I, one. I don't, there's no standout candidate. I mean, for me, I would probably lean towards CMC personally, um, but there's no one that stands out to me and be like, yeah, this person, that person. I think Tyreek Hill was definitely up there as well. Um, but there's no, I mean, yeah, I, I would say they're probably my two leading candidates. Yeah. I mean, I, I, think... I don't know. I actually do think that there might be a quarterback for discussion. And I know I've been biased on this because I've been thumping my chest on the team all season long. Uh, I think that there is a case for Lamar, um, especially if he can get his rushing total back up to a thousand, which he's in earshot. Of being able to do that again if he has a couple of good games coming down the stretch. He's only got five rushing touchdowns, which you know Jalen Hurts is kind of looking at that and going, Oh, that's cute, isn't that? But if he Those aren't again, rushing touchdowns. When you push somebody into the end zone, <laughs> they're that's pushing touchdowns. Touchdown. Yeah, it's not an R, it's a P. They're not rushing yeah. touchdowns, they're pushing touchdowns. Um, I could make the argument that if Lamar Jackson finishes strong down a stretch, that he has the stats to be able to be a quarterback in contention for MVP. Would I vote for him? No, probably not. I would probably look at CMC, but I don't think we can discount Lamar Jackson this season, considering how it's very possible that he's on the best team in the AFC. I mean, so I would argue that Miles Garrett probably is the MVP right now this year. Oh, he's so good. He's so, he's so good. Wow. I mean, he's wow. the only reason why. I mean, I mean, seriously, I will go. I'll go over defensive player Miles Garrett. I might go with uh, Deron Bland. Deron Bland. If the Cowboys yeah. end up with the number one seed with the best defense in the NFC somehow and Deron Bland gets another pick before the end of the season, isn't yeah. he in contention? Probably. I mean, the thing Bart. is, like, all the quarterbacks, in my opinion, so have been 
propped up on the fact that all the other quarterback that like eight quarterbacks are injured this year. Eight good quality quarterbacks are injured this year. Because it'll be a yeah. much more difficult decision if you had, say, you know, I mean, I don't think that's um, Mahomes is in the discussion right now because he just hasn't been playing well. But if Joe Burrow was healthy, if Aaron Rodgers was healthy, if you actually had, you know, who else has been injured? Uh, Dak like, Prescott's in the conversation. Dak Prescott's in the conversation. Like, you shouldn't. Be. I mean, really? <laughs> 28 touchdowns, six interceptions, 3,500 yards. He's totally the quarterback that's at front. Not besides to go on Brock a tie Purdy, rate, besides Brock Purdy. A tie rate? No, see, this isn't about Purdy either. Like, I understand why people have reservations about Purdy. The thing I, the problem I have with Dak Prescott and and the Cowboys on on this as well is that if you look at their schedule and how soft their schedule was, and then you look at the scores, especially in the weeks leading up to this past week against the Eagles, they were running up the scores against really bad teams and padding stats. True. Yeah. And and the thing about that is like everybody talks about how like effective, you know they talk about QBR and all this stuff with Dak Prescott, and it's really good. Just like Brock Purdy's is really good, but when you're, I'm gonna pull up their schedule. But when you're, <laughs> but I'll say to argue that point, as as you mentioned, the next few games they have against the Bills, the Dolphins, the Cowboys, I mean yeah. the Lions and the Commanders. We'll see how they finish off the season, and that will be that will tell you a lot more about the team than what they've done thus far. Yeah. But like yeah, on the, th- they- the, th- the Thanksgiving game, right? They played the Commanders, and Dak Prescott's hiding turkey on the sideline, and they run up the score to 45 to 10. Mm-hmm. Like that game was over. That game was never close. And what, what he threw for 331 yards and um, uh, how many touchdowns? And four touchdowns. And how many touchdowns did he, sh- did he throw in the second half? Yeah. Uh, he threw two in the fourth quarter. And the game was essentially over already. It's like they're like it's it's just stat padding against bad teams. So I like when when I see the odds like for Purdy and for Dak Prescott, I don't agree with like I understand why you're putting them there because their QB ratings are good, they have the most touchdowns and all this stuff. But in the context of their performances and the context of their teams, I find it really hard to make a strong argument for either of those quarterbacks. And while I love no, I, CMC I too, CMC too, but CMC is also benefiting from the thing, the same things that Brock Purdy benefits from. Mm-hmm. CMC, CMC is is an elite running back, and he's way ahead of everybody in rushing yards, yards per carry, and all that stuff. And it's great. But then if you look at like the guy who makes to me the guy who's making the biggest non non defensive player who's making the biggest difference on the team is Tyreek Hill. Like he yeah. he's it's out Fair of enough. control. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I think, I, I think if if ever there's a year where there's a non-quarterback that probably will win it, it's going to be this year mm-hmm. because yeah. there has not been a lights-out quarterback that has thrown, you know, some of those years gone by where you know Peyton Manning threw like a hundred touchdowns or whatever, and and you just like it's obvious like but where if, it's going. And but if Dak Prescott throws that. like sixteen touchdowns in the next four games, and he ends up with forty-four touchdowns, then you might change, yeah, because yeah. that's crazy. Like the same thing. Yeah. Brock Purdy ends up oh, with sure. forty plus touchdowns. I don't think any. I don't think any quarterback who is the leader in the clubhouse at the moment is it yeah, Lamar right. Jackson or uh, with twenty eight? Yeah. Oh, with, See, with that's touchdowns. Not, that, that's, uh, that's Dak Prescott's at first, and he's like three ahead of the next couple. Yeah. See, that's not at this stage of the season. That's 
in terms of just passing touchdowns, it's not a ton. I mean, it's yeah. it's good, but but it's not great given years past. So yeah, yeah. I'm surprised no one has over thirty. So. Yeah, no, it's true. Me too. Yeah. Well, the reason why no one's having over thirty because all the good quarterbacks are injured. I mean, you're not wrong. Like Kirk so, Cousins was on path. Kirk Cousins on that pace. That. Yeah. Yeah. Kirk was on that page. Joe yeah, Burrow easily could have been in that conversation had he not been injured at the beginning at the end. Like when he, when he was going, he was going strong in mm-hmm. the middle part of the season there. Um, yeah. I, I will say that this is one of those seasons that we've been seeing like a lot of robbed stories from a lot of players, a lot of coming outs, a lot of people like Biz and I had multiple conversations this year where it seemed like the narrative on Kirk Cousins is changing. Um, like this guy is actually a player, a player to take advantage of. And if, if it's all right with you, I think we've talked not for about me, a lot it's of not, these but anyway, <laughs> that's fair. I think there are a couple of more games that we can like comment on, but I want to segue this into another topic. Oh, um, no, can I, 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 I'm sorry. I have to interject. I'm going to, I'm going to interject. There is one okay. more game that I do want to talk about sure. very quickly. So as you know, before we prep this, prep this podcast for the listeners out there, uh, my esteemed co-host, we often write some notes. And so on this, we talked about some of the games and Mark wrote, <laughs> Broncos, Broncos continue to ride as Chargers lose fourth in a row, and then it said and Staley, no, and then nothing else. They lose four. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you misunderstood. And that. I wanted to see what I you mis- to see what you meant. Sure, 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 sure. So a couple of weeks ago, I showed you a picture of a T-shirt uh, that said fourth and oh, Staley. Oh yeah, fourth and Staley, and the fourth mm-hmm. and Staley That's is right. on fourth down, regardless of the situation. Did <clears throat> you guys go for it four times in that game? They went for it on fourth and Staley, and they lost all four of them. That's what four that. fourth and Staley's meant. Like it was in oh. the in, in in the fourth fourth quarter, they went for it on fourth down. I want to say at like midfield. How does he continue to have a job? I mean, you're his biggest fan. Okay, you're the one clearly keeping keeping him in there, aren't you? <laughs> it's mind boggling. Does does that clear it up for you, Biz? It does, it does. So a fourth and Staley is what happens for it when the Chargers fourth go for Staley. it on fourth down. <laughs> yeah. So with that being said, I'd like to go ahead and segue this. We could talk about literally every game. I think that that's a good reflection about how this past week and a, a little bit about how the season has gone. But what I want to talk about it with, with is a little bit about the conversation we've already been having with all these injuries, which very well may be the story to this. In previous years, we've been able to look at like the macro of the entire season and say, this is the story of the season. Like last year, even though the Chiefs won, the, the dominance of how the, the Eagles were, were handling people with their running attack, with their defense, and with the, the tush push last year, um, that could have easily have been the story of this season. Uh, a couple of years ago, with the COVID season and uh, the the Tom Brady going to the Bucks, that was clearly going to be the story of that season. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to see what this whole season has been so far, and I'm just trying to identify what is the story of this season so far. And based off of what we've been talking about consistently for the last two months, it very well may just be so many players getting injured. Injuries, yeah. It has to be. From the very first game in the Jets, where the Jets had so much promise mm-hmm. this season. 100%. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers goes down. Joe Burrow was injured coming into the season. You had Kirk Cousins, Cousins going out halfway through the season when they had a promising season all of a sudden just yeah. wiped away. You have, uh, what, even Justin now the Chargers, Herbert. Justin Herbert's out. You know, business best friend there. Even even quarterbacks Nick that aren't Chubb. like the most elites, but just yeah, exactly Nick, Nick Chubb going out, Nick Chubb. Daniel Jones going Daniel. out. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, look who the Steelers are playing at quarterback right now. Who are they playing right now? I don't know. Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky. Mr. Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Trubisky. and then all the Browns. All the Browns. The Browns. <laughs> Browns are playing. Uh, yeah. And you it's can even bring up the, uh, the, the Patriots. Justin, all of Justin their Jefferson. talents were broken. Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of crazy right now. Like, the teams that are left standing as Super Bowl contenders are the only ones who don't have any, who hasn't suffered any major injuries. And I'm just waiting for it to happen at this point in time. I <laughs> expect the Ravens to have an injury at some point in time. I expect the Cowboys. They did. did. J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins. That's yeah. right. Sorry, yeah. you're right. You're right. Yeah. I missed yeah. that one. But I still, I expect to have the the Cowboys and the 49ers have a major injury. I just, I'm but waiting. The for it to Cowboys happen. lost well, uh, Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, for the season. Yeah. So even yeah. the teams that are succeeding, the injuries still, yeah. are still playing the story. The I think, whole league is hurting. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, agree. Right. I think I think on that, I actually do think it's it's devalued the league this year, and and it's, oh, yeah. I, I I don't I don't I know where a a podcast about this, but I I don't think it's been a great season so far, just in terms of exciting storylines that we just talked about quarterbacks. There hasn't been any quarterbacks just been off the chains like there has been in years gone by. Um, it hasn't been as exciting. And when you have literally some of the best players in the league, and obviously it's a quarterback driven league. And so when so many great quarterbacks go down, it just devalues the product. And what makes it worse is that obviously the NFL programs these games a year out and they go, oh, this is going to be a great matchup. And then you have like the Steelers <laughs> against the Patriots on Thursday night. Bailey Zappi like, versus <laughs> Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, I know. Yeah, get the popcorn ready. I mean, it's it's just like it's it's kind of funny, but it's I, it hasn't been that enjoyable. Like it, uh, there haven't been, you know, when you get a game like the Bills and Eagles a few weeks ago, which was a great game, it really stands it really out was. because there hasn't been that many great great matches this year. Yeah. Because you don't have, you can't build the games like you normally do. It's like, oh, we're going to have the, um, what's a game that looks like it would have been good, like, last year this time? Vikings Eagles, against no. the Bengals. <laughs> Vikings versus Bengals, which yeah. is this week. Yeah, yeah. that would have been, that a great been an amazing game last year. Now? Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I mean, because yeah. how do you build Browning versus... Uh, exactly. Who are the Vikings Nick, starting? Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins. Yeah. And then, like, and I don't then you know have the quarterbacks who are playing right now. I mean, like, who's yeah. And then you have I don't know who this person Gard is. And then you have Gardner Minshew leading the Colts, who's currently in the fifth seed in the, right. in the AFC or the sixth That's seed. I think. Crazy. I mean, it's just it's unbelievable. Yeah. And think about that before the during the season, like everybody has been talking about, like the AFC is significantly better than the NFC because of the strength of the quarterback. But we just mentioned Gardner Minshew in the fifth right. spot. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, I, I want to throw another thought out there and like completely like derail the conversation as far as like what's the story of the league. I think we all can like add to the idea that injuries have been that, but I want to bring up a singular player that's I think proving a lot of people wrong. I think I know who you're going to go with. We'll see. Um, this current player, you know, I'm not even going to say their stats. Without looking at the stats, what do you think Jordan Love's stats are for the season so far? Oh wow! I did not think you were going to go there. No. Uh, well, as in, stats. What, what do you mean? Cool. As in, what, tell me cool. what his touchdowns like, and yards are. What you think know. they are? I don't know. Tw uh, twenty, 20 touchdowns and 3,000 yards. Three three thousand yards so far. 
Yeah, I would say maybe 16 touchdowns at this point. Jordan Love has 23 touchdowns, which is tied for fifth in the league. And he has 3,000 yards, which is, let me go ahead and pull that up, which Biz was like right on the nose. He's a little bit over that. Uh, Jordan Love is 12th in total yards. The way that he started the season, he looked putrid. There were there were like weeks where people were like, oh, I think that they're going to be really, really bad. I don't think they got the right guy. And then as the season's gone on, he's kind of slowed his process down. Like the, he doesn't look as manic. He doesn't look as frantic. And you could argue that over the last four or five weeks, he's looked like this is the guy that the Packers were hoping for. Now, I'm not the not biggest last Packers week. fan of the world. Not, not last, last week. week. No, no, no. Not last week. <laughs> but think about what he's elevated himself from from where he was. Tied for fifth in the league in total touchdowns, in, in, in passing touchdowns right now, and over 3,000 yards. Not every quarterback in the league can say that. This is his first year, like, truly starting as a quarterback. I'm not saying that that's the se- the story for this season, but as far as, like, expectation, like, is there anybody over-exceeding the expectations they had even just a couple of weeks ago more than Jordan Love? Oh, I thought, Mark, you were going to say be? Baker Mayfield, your your boy, Baker Mayfield. Where's the Baker but, Mayfield but we expect love? him to be great. This is that, that, That's <laughs> okay. not even a story. <laughs> love My it. Quick thoughts on, love it. Quick, yeah, of course. Former number thoughts. one overall pick. Okay, r- real quick. Quick thoughts on Jordan Love is um, really what difference is Jordan Love basically Aaron Rodgers last year? Because he just mm. do the same thing that Aaron Rodgers did last year. Everyone kind of forgets mm. that Aaron Rodgers sucks for the first half of the year and yeah. then made yeah, a big push bad. to he's make bad. the playoffs right yeah. now jordan love is kind of doing the same thing he sucked for the first part of the year and now he's making a mad run to the end of the playoffs the and difference is, aaron... is jordan love sucked for his first few games as being a starter and then was able to figure out the speed whereas aaron Rodgers just sucked the first month well so that's kind of how the how the green bay packers are though i think it's more of a packer thing than it is a quarterback thing okay you know because you kind of look at it like Really, I mean, one of the big famous things that Aaron Rodgers always said was R-E-L-A-X, relax. relax. Remember that? Oh, gosh. And they made the playoffs. Remember that? They that, did. That's kind of what he did. And, like, and they won the Super – wait, no, they didn't. Not that year, no. <laughs> Not that year. Well, I, I – He starts off slow. Interest, they always start off slow. There was this um, interesting stat. I think it was a couple of weeks ago where they showed Jordan Love's stats were exactly the same as Aaron Rodgers in his rookie yep. year when he, well, not his rookie year, when he took over the starting job yep. um, from Brett Favre, mm-hmm. which is really yep. interesting. They were literally almost identical. True. And I would, and I think I mentioned this on when I saw that text going around. Yeah. That would be more impressive 10 years ago. It <laughs> as far been, as yeah. numbers. Yeah. Without the past happy thing. Yeah. yeah the, the league has changed. So really the numbers... That Aaron Rodgers had ten years ago look better than they look now. Mark, what do, but, you, you, know, what do you think? What do I think of Jordan Love? <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, it just looks like he's developing. Like it's kind of, mm-hmm. kind of all over the place. But he, like, it's interesting too because you're kind of watching. Like they haven't had Aaron Jones for a lot of the year this yeah. year. Another guy who's been injured and yeah, Christian Watson is made of glass. Um, uh-huh. I barely plays, but, <laughs> but Jaden but Reed like, looks really good. Yeah, so like Jaden Reed looks good, but he he doesn't have a lot of playmakers, and they're all kind of sorting this out together. So, I mean, but again, like like Justin has mentioned so many times, if the other QBs aren't injured, I don't think we notice what he's doing at all. 
That's fair. I, I, I agree. I mean, it, it's, I mean, I, the one thing, my last thing on this is that I would say CJ Stroud has been a bit of a story. Oh, I mean, he's God, been, yeah. He's been good. What a, yeah, so that, what a breath of fresh air CJ Stroud has been. Hope that his concussion does better, but uh, my, he, hasn't he been fun to watch? Yeah. My my story my story in the opposite direction to the injuries for the season I think has actually been a rookie class because I think that oh. this has been a very interesting rookie class. I think that one thing that hasn't been mentioned almost at all is Puka Nakua is on pace to break Jamar Chase's record for most receiving yards from a rookie. Yeah, which, which for a fifth round pick is kind of crazy to think about, job. especially yeah. because he came out of nowhere. Now, yeah. Which I mean, you and I are not they, happy about they, that he's on the Rams, on but still. They haven't really yeah. been on TV as well. Because yeah, it, last year they were bad, so no one mm-hmm. put, yeah. But then you have like Tank Dell was having a great year, then he gets in. Yeah. Yeah. Jay Stroud, mm-hmm. um, Anthony Richardson, Jordan Addison, Sam Laporta, B. John Robinson, like and Bryce yeah, Young. Yeah. Bryce, Bryce Young. Young. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll see how he does next year. Touching his straws now, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, then, but uh, even like defensively, there have been. Like, uh, what's his name on the Texans? Will oh, Will Anderson, Anderson Jr. has been yeah. looking yeah. great. Oh, he's look. I, and Devin Witherspoon, if I could say, mm-hmm. like a bright spot of the Seahawks. Yeah. Uh, there was a list from PSA. Seahawks, Seahawks, obligated. I already finished my beer. Also, <laughs> shout out to Goose Island Stout. This was an awesome beer tonight. Um. <laughs> uh pff released a list of like who the best rookies have been uh throughout the first 14 weeks of the season number mm-hmm. one was will anderson jr i don't think anybody's shocked about that number two was devin witherspoon mm-hmm. uh as far as rookies are concerned and it's it's just really fascinating to see how good this defensive class has been overall it's it's not just like hey these are the best of the rookies they're scoring in the 80s in the high mm-hmm. 80s even uh week to week and for pff if you don't know much, there are only like 6 to 11, 90 overall grades in the entire league week in and week out. That's that that's just how strict their grading process is. So if you're a rookie and you're, you're grading in the 80s, like you're doing a phenomenal job. Vince, yeah. you had a question for Mark before we uh, moved on to our pickums, didn't you? I did. I did. Yeah. I mean, this has been, you know, I, I've been mulling this over for such a long time. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Who would you rather have on your fantasy <laughs> team? I think you know where I'm going to go here. The great CEH or the even greater Najee Harris. If you had one game, <laughs> one game for your life, who are you putting in that spot? And you can't have both of them. You can't take both. You have to be, you, you have to let, leave some for the rest of us, Mark. Okay. okay. Please leave some. And it's um, not based on who's quarterback. It's just straight then. up. Who are they playing? No, none of this matchup malarkey. I, I'm, no. I'm, this is actually rather easy for me. I'm thinking Najee Harris. Because CEH hurt, it's just hurt me so much. There we go. My first, He's got my first, my first year in the league with you guys, I took him sixth overall because everybody was talking <laughs> up this idea of like he's on the Chiefs, it's going to be so good. And I talked to Biz about this, and Biz was like, you know, that's what everybody's saying. And I was like, all right, I guess that makes sense. And boy, he like. I think the first game never of the season, a true word spoken. Never, but like the first game spoken. of the season, he had a pretty good game. I think he had like a run over twenty yards, right? And then after that <laughs> game, he did not have a run over twenty yards for like a season and a half. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, so, Nashi Harris gets the vote. You see, that votes yeah. well for me. He's on my team, although I'm probably not going to play him this week. Because you're going to throw Damian Pierce in there too. Oh yes, I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, that, that he's that your was, other favorite running no, back. 
But it's so disappointing because he had a pretty good year last year, and he this did. year what, good loss he averages like two point eight yards a carry, which is yeah, like, I don't understand. And then he gets hurt, and Devin Singletary's the starter, and he suddenly he rushes for 160 yards. But I think, you see, this is the thing with the Chiefs, and Mark and I, I mean, this is just my gut reaction, that I, really, there's only two players on that team worth having, and Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, because their offense is so spread out that there's, there's not really anyone that gets so many carries to, or, like, receiving, uh, before, you know, obviously when Tyreek Hill was there, but, yeah. yeah. But they were totally, they, they're totally different now because they use Pacheco a lot. Like they run. Pacheco the looks really throw. good. Yeah, he's but very they, versatile. They, they never did that before. Mm. Like hey, until Pacheco, David like Williams year. was doing that for quite a bit. He was doing some yeah, but pitching. He wasn't and some getting. Running. No, he was, but it, it wasn't to. The, he like, wasn't good. Was the problem? Yeah, yeah he was the good. involvement is is so high with Pacheco, and I think that's part of the. Like I think Patrick Mahomes maybe. I'm just. This is a. I'm not going to continue with this because it's kind of like hot take. No, hot take. I feel yeah, coming. Take, but like when he was, when it was kind of like, we'll run the ball occasionally, Patrick. You just throw the ball a lot. And when you had Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and and uh, what was it Demarcus Robinson? And mm. like, like okay, like he'd spread it around and he would have like these huge games and they would never run the ball. And with Pacheco and the way that he runs, they use him more and they run more. And I don't know if it messes with his rhythm or whatever it is, but it's just like it looks completely off. Now, the receivers drop a lot of balls and fly yeah. on the wrong side of the field, but, you know, it's it's just, yeah, just a theory. And with that, I think that's a great segue into the weekly pick'ems. Um, I'm not going to spend much time talking about last week because next last week didn't affect anything. And that's the reason why is because I picked the Lions. They lost. Biz picked the Steelers. They lost. Andy picked the Dolphins. They lost. Wow. Wow. So it's as he were. As he it's were. as it was. So let's just recap what the scores are. Biz is ahead by uh guests and me uh by nine points. Uh I have seven points. Biz has nine points. The guests have seven. Uh the guests currently are behind in a pick at this point. And as it so happens right now. We've got two guests on the podcast right now. <laughs> Justin, Indeed. you look like you have something to say. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah, I was just kind of looking over the picks of the things I would pick. Uh, and I do have some questions about what I can pick. I think I've already picked this team one time, but I would like to so, pick them So here's, here's what I'm going to say. Um, and I mentioned this to Mark on a previous podcast. We're not holding the overall guest to the strict standard that Biz and same I are doing, standards, which is course, the same high yes. standards of Lofty excellence standards. that the two of us do. However, considering the fact that both of you have been on the podcast, I believe this is going to be both of yours fifth time selecting this year for the guests. Wow. I am hmm. going to hold you guys at the very least to not picking things that you specifically have held. So Justin, you have picked the Commanders, <laughs> you have picked the Vikings, you've picked the Bengals, and you picked the Packers. Those are the four teams you've picked. Mark, fine, fine, you fine. have picked the Falcons, you've picked the Cardinals, you've picked the Browns, and you've picked the Texans. Those are the only teams you can't pick. How have you done? Uh, Just out of curiosity. How have you, uh, let's, let's double check. Uh, Justin got one right. He got two right. And he, Justin is three of four. Justin has picked three, three wrong, uh, right and one wrong. Mark, you've picked one right. You've picked... You've gone two for two. Two for two out of four? Out of four. Oh, two of two of four. Two of four. Two out of oh. two. Uh, two out of four. Brain. 
I've, I've had a, this is a really, a lot of alcohol in this beer, guys. Yeah, okay. 14.7% ABV. This is, it's a great beer. Goose Island Stout, shout out to uh, Justin's current stomping grounds in Chicago. You guys know how to make a great Chicago. stout. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, I'll, I will defer if we're doing this to, to Mark to take his pick first. But I am um, still thinking about this since I can't take the two, can't pick the Packers or the Bengals, so, you know. How to figure this out? That's fair. Uh, uh, I'm, uh, I'm gonna take the Colts to beat the Steelers. Ooh, Ooh. what's your thought on that? You just loving Minshew mania over uh, Mr. Biscuit? I just think the Steelers suck. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying I shouldn't play Najee Harris in my playoff match? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you might have to because Josh Jacobs may not play tomorrow. So. I know that's true. I'm gonna. I, yeah, I might have to, which is sad, but yeah. But that's a good pick. So that is the Indianapolis Colts uh, defending against the Steelers at home. That's one of the Saturday matchups. Justin, how you doing? Uh, well, I am tossing up two games here. I whether I should go with the easier one, which I think is the Ravens versus Jaguars. I think the Ravens should handle that one pretty easily. Or if I should go with something a little more spicy with the Bears and the Browns. I mean, the Browns. That one looks like a little spicy game here because the Bears are not good and the Browns, I don't know what they are right now. Uh, they are playing in Cleveland, so I think I might actually give that one to the Browns. So um, let's see here. What sh- which way should I go? Which will be my official pick? Let's go what with are you the. Gonna uh, represent? Let's go. I hate the Browns, but I'm going to pick them. Browns. All right. Mm-hmm. You have to. You, you have that Bengals team with the injured QB, right? You have to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. Biz, I'm gonna let you take the next pick since you and I aren't allowed to pick a team that the other one is picked week to week. I'm gonna give you yeah, the benefit I, over me. I I literally don't even know. I can I pick any teams at all because I can't pick those two. And like I've picked pretty much every other team. I sent go, you a I, list. Just uh, right okay. Now. Well, I haven't looked at it. So um, <laughs> can I? I want to just point out to the listeners that every podcast I do this shortly before, like we go live, I send them a list. <laughs> this is who you've picked so far, Biz. This yeah, is who you it's picked. Too long. The list is too long. <laughs> I can't. It just it takes like half an hour to look over it. Okay, so I'm Pick looking, the Cardinals of the looking, board. Looking, you got it. Yeah, I was I, looking that, at that. Easy, it's just a trap game. It's a trap game. Um, they struggle with I, Kyler. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Cardinals have not looked bad with Kyler. Have I have I picked your sorry Seattle Seahawks yet? Yes, you did, and they oh. won for you, by the way. Oh yes, they did. So honestly, I'm I'm actually looking at. I know I haven't picked the Falcons. You've um, not. and I'm looking That's at, but thing. I just it is. But that division is horrible, and I've got a sneaky feeling the Panthers are actually going to win that game. Just because. Can't win anything. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well. Yeah. That's true. They have one. So I'm I'm looking at either the Falcons or. Have I taken the Bucks or the Packers? It doesn't look like you've taken either of them. I don't think I have. Because mm-hmm. annoyingly, I was going to take... Once again, reminding Biz that if you just look in your messages, they, it's literally the last text I sent you is the list of everything that you've done so far. Have I taken the Bengals? <laughs> <laughs> it's easy. Yes, you've one. taken, you've taken the Bengals. This okay. is what I have to live with every single week. I just edit it out. This week you're getting it uncut, listeners. Okay, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> oh man, Lions over Broncos. No, that's a tricky one. 
Um, yeah, I. You can't take uh, Lions. You've already picked them. No, it's a toss up. It's a toss up between the Falcons or the the Packers over the Bucks. I think I'm going to take. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to take the Falcons over the Panthers. So I want to let you know it's Biz, come back that to bite me in the behind. In my spreadsheet, I've already ty- I already typed out what my pick was going to be, and I just typed out Falcons. So I have to pick something <laughs> different now. So you stole my pick, stole my pick. But I Should've honestly, that's first. okay. Hey, I I don't like every single me? week. Biz accuses me of conspiracy and espionage. Me? So it's just no. easier to let that? him pick first that. every single week. Okay, I've never um, done that. Look, you can go with your boy Baker Mayfield away at Lambeau. Come on. Show, show him some love. That being the ki- uh, the case, I'm going to uh, I I am going to take a spicy pick. I'm going to take a very very spicy pick, and I don't think any. Well, actually, yeah, you know, oh, I do no. think that people are going to take you, this. You're going to take uh, the I, Pats over the Chiefs. No, I'm not going to take the Pats over the Chiefs. Jets but over I the am, Dolphins. I, I'm currently writing Mayors momentum. I'm writing. I'm <laughs> riding the wave that the uh, the city that never sleeps. Is just writing with like the sound of like everybody's favorite meat product, cutlets. Tommy okay. cutlets. I'm picking the New York Giants over the New Orleans Saints, which doesn't bear well for my my picks in the the postseason. Thank you very mm-hmm. much, Justin. Everybody, show up the two fingers. Show up the two fingers. I that's what I'm actually, thinking right now. But I don't actually think that's that much of a. I don't think that's very spicy. Like gutsy pick, really. The hey, you just haven't had it. Well. Hey, yo, you just haven't had a spicy cutlet, all right? <laughs> Stop busting my balls, all right? Uh, so I'm picking the Giants this week. I'm taking my Giants pick. So just to recap, we've got me picking Tommy Cutlets and the Giants going over the Saints. we got the Falcons for Biz uh, going over the really competitive Panthers with no head coach and a rookie quarterback that can't see over the offensive line. Mark taking the Colts at home to defend the bent, the perennially non losing uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. And then Justin taking his favorite team in the world, the Cleveland Browns to be able to go ahead and defend against the rising Chicago bears. There was actually a conversation this past week. I heard multiple, multiple streams talking about the fact that there may be three teams out of the NFC North, making the pot, making the playoffs. If the Chicago Bears are continuing their streak, <laughs> and this yeah. wasn't from a Chicago stream, like the Bears don't look oh, bad right now. I can tell you that wasn't from a Chicago stream. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, from the Chicago stream will say that. <laughs> and with that, I think we can leave the pickums. Um, it's fun getting to the end of the season where these picks have to be much more difficult and we have to figure out what we're allowed to take rather than what we should judiciously take. Um, but we have a couple of stories that I want to bring up before we bring things to a head. Oh, yeah, uh, We already brought this up once. Uh, somebody brought up Ray, uh, Draymond Green uh, in, a, in a, a, a recent comment. Mark, I'm going to let you take the lead on this story. How do you feel uh, about yeah, the definite suspension <laughs> uh, of your Bay Area's favorite son, Draymond Green? Uh, after his third ejection of the season, um, season, not even Christmas yet. Yeah, I know it's 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 been like going five minutes the season. But anyway, go ahead, Mark. go ahead, Mark. Uh, I I have said this. I have wanted Draymond Green off the Warriors for a couple of years now. I think that in his prime, when he was still adding value, you could put up with his antics. But he is not the player he once was. 
Um, and I do not know why Steve Kerr and the organization are so intent on making excuses for him or still putting him out there. Um, so I don't, this isn't surprising. I mean, I love the videos on Twitter now where you say you could show a Draymond Green, like his career highlights, and there's not a single basketball play. <laughs> so, yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. I also so, loved in that podcast you didn't even mention the punch uh, punching his own teammate Jordan Poole. Yeah, well, look at Jordan Poole now. I think maybe he needs to be punched for. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. You know, honestly, you I should never punch the pool yeah. boy. You should never punch the pool boy. Okay. Oh. All right. <laughs> I, I don't I mean, have I, much to say about it. Ahead. I I hate Draymond. Yeah, I, well, I all hate I'm gonna say is, yeah, it just it just seems like he he's just he's a really difficult player to to admire and like. And and I kind of I don't know much about basketball, but he is actually a good player. He, or certainly at his peak when they were winning championships, he was like a talented player. But he just but now it just seems like it's almost as if he's not that he's quit, but just like he just doesn't care anymore. He just like doesn't want to be on the court. Like mm-hmm. it's almost like there's some weird screw loose that he just it's like he deliberately wants to get find some way to get ejected. And people always say, oh, you know, the refs get on him. But I'm like, I think that's fair enough because of his track record. Yeah, he earned that. And he yeah. like there's that thing that Rudy Gobert said after he got choked where he said that Draymond always likes to get thrown out of games when Steph doesn't play. Yeah, and that was back and checked, and it was actually true, which is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah. Like for as good as Draymond Green was, he was put into a very fortunate situation with Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, particularly with Steph Curry, because Steph Curry doesn't care. Don't forget Iggy. Don't forget Iggy. No, I I'm not trying I'm not I'm not disregarding Iggy, come but come on, like, come on. Steph Curry Andrew is, Bogut. I know that's way too old. Now. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I I was gonna say what I think with Draymond Green is that I think that he feels that he's gonna be forgotten on that whole team because when you have Steph Curry and Clay Thompson on that team, everyone talks about them. And yes, he is the third part of that triplet. But, do we still talk about Dennis Rodman? Oh, we totally do. But yeah. We don't really talk about him as a great. I mean, as a great rebounder, but not really. Oh, a great it's a personality. Player. It's a personality. You don't talk about him. When you first when you say Dennis Rodman, you don't think, oh, that guy's a great rebounder. You think, oh, that guy is crazy. Or you yeah. think, oh yeah. God, what did he do now? Mm-hmm. He's and still that's in North Korea. That's yeah. the same way that, you know. Yeah. That's the same way that we kind of are starting to think about Draymond, in my opinion. I'm sorry, I have to derail this. I've I've been keeping an eye on uh one game score for a little while. I don't know if you all have been paying attention to the Bucks score during the course of this. Uh Giannis Antetokounmpo just put up 64 points, and that is wow. a Bucks franchise record. Really? Really? Can't wow. be. Milwaukee Bucks franchise record is 64 yeah, points, six, and Giannis 64. just got it. Really? Yeah, just that seems awfully yeah. low. I mean, well, especially cons- in the past. Yeah, considering that Kareem was on that team, but when you think about like how the Showtime Lakers were in the past, like that's where he got like the huge big games at that point. Um, not that he was bad, but Giannis scoring 64. And I've mentioned this before. Giannis might be my favorite player in the NBA right now. He's just one of those guys that you love to like. Have you guys seen the video of him talking about like where he got like his expensive clothing and things like that? No. Well, it, 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 it well, it's <laughs> hilarious. He's like showing us. He's like uh, this uh, this this uh, jacket that I got uh, free. Uh, this uh, this these shoes that I got from Nike free. Um, mm-hmm. th- these change. All of these change. Uh, they're free. 
Uh, this clipboard, uh, Coach just gave it to me. And these Rolexes, fake. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately became my favorite player in the entire nice. league. Nice. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to find my list, but honestly, oh, the only other thing that I wanted to bring up, and I know that he's a cowboy, but I would be remiss if I didn't bring up Brandon Aubrey, uh, the kicker that biz, yeah, he's... Uh, that we, we kind of gushed about him uh, recently, but I know he's played cowboy, but you can't help but love like this kicker for the Cowboys. Like he was completely, he, he was in soccer MLS. He decided to pick up kicking like because his wife said that like, hey, you can do this better than anybody else was phenomenal in the USFL and has yet to miss a kick. Yeah. Yeah. He's just season. been lights out. Yeah. And he hit, did he hit three 50 yard field goals, including a 59 or so. a two, a 60 yarder and a 59 er in the so, Yeah. Yeah. 59 mm-hmm. and 60. Holy yard. crap. Th- th- this kid, like in a couple of weird years, I'm going to be sick of him. But right now I just want to show my appreciation for like this guy is going out there and just doing phenomenal things as a mm-hmm. kicker in a league where we don't appreciate kickers so much. And right now he's one of my favorite stories in the league. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. And with that being the case. Oh, no, I we have be... to talk. We should. We, oh, we... we've got to talk. We've got to talk about Otani. Thoughts oh, about... Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I, I, well, the thing is, obviously, the contract came out and everyone was like, wow. But basically... They signed him on a free because he's just he's not actually getting any money until like twenty years down the line. So I mean, he's basically signed for free. Free. He's signed <laughs> for free, and he's just making fifty million dollars from endorsements and sign um, sponsorship. And so he's just sort of backloaded, which is kind of odd to me. But fair play to show. No, I mean, everyone knew the sweepstakes were going to be. But it's not. It's not backloaded. It's deferred. It's deferred. And yeah. I, yeah, and, and oh, the thing oh about, no, that's what I mean. It's deferred, yeah, meaning that he's going to get. It's going to be kind of like a Bobby Bonilla type of deal, where like after right. he's retired, he's going to get a check every year for like fifty million dollars. Sixty-eight. Sorry, yes. my bad, my bad, yeah. my bad. No, but I, I, the it's thing, very specific. No, but, yeah, but the thing, the thing about it that I don't agree with is this: like in in the NHL, right? No, no, but in the in the NHL, there's a salary cap, right? If you do something yeah. like this, it's called cap circumvention. In baseball, they don't have a cap; but they have a luxury yeah. tax. So what they're doing now is it's they're circumventing the luxury tax so that they can sign more players and then paying the guys after their careers are essentially over. And and when yeah. they do things with like Bobby Bonilla, it's a million dollars a year for like mm. twenty years. Okay, yeah. that's not a lot to do. Sixty-eight million dollars a year for ten years doesn't yeah, that's, seem that's, yeah. appropriate. It seems yeah. like it's a it's essentially and you also think like i don't know what they showed but like like his his like the full value of his contract is more than like 12 combined payrolls in in major yeah league in MLB. yeah like that. It's yeah, like, yeah it's getting kind of obnoxious to have one team or any of the super wealthy teams be allowed to do something like this uh, not for competitive advantage or anything like that but i just don't i just don't think it seems like they they need to come up with ways to avoid something like this from happening well hold on a second here mark i just want to point out the fact that your san francisco giants went out and said they offered almost the exact exact same same contract to otani yeah i just want to say your team tried to offer the same thing yeah but uh, that doesn't your team That doesn't make it okay. I wouldn't agree. He's with saying it this with a smile on his face, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but, 
That's true, but I don't think it's not. I don't think it's okay for any team to do this. I didn't realize the San so, Francisco Giants could afford him at seven hundred million for ten years. So, but the thing really to... is, go ahead, Justin. I'm sorry, I was going to say this, the thing that I really think is is that like in ten years, ten fifteen years from now, that contract's going to look really cheap. In all honesty, because you're not wrong. We talk about like you know in. 30 years from now when he's still getting that $68 million, $68 million mm. I might be making on a weekend kind of thing. Because you all know, because really the Bobby Bonilla Oh, it's deal, what I make on a weekend. Yeah, I know. But the Bobby Bonilla deal that, we talk, that we're it's talking about, where he still gets a million dollars every year on Bobby Bonilla Day. You know, that was back in the, like, 90s, right? 80s, uh, 2000, 90s? I think, is when he signed it. 2000. So okay, 20 still, years ago only. 20 years ago, a million dollars was more money then than it is now i mean that's yeah, all absolutely. i'm kind of saying so it's gonna look like a steal in about you know 20 years now when he's and, and consider that the cap may change as well and the luxury tax rules may continue to go up like 100 percent agree with justin like that 68 million like it might be like the threshold feel of like a 20 million dollar contract right mm-hmm. now especially if baseball continues to do what it's doing and manages to increase exposure and revenue and i'm not gonna I don't know about you guys. I watched a lot more baseball this offseason than I ever have in the past. And part of the fact was uh, part of the reason why was the pitch clock changed. The games were shorter and the action was continuously high up. I thought this was a successful year. I watched like 20 games this year, which I think in the past I'd watched 20 games in my lifetime. Maybe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to I watch them all. I don't watch them anymore. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, I still. I highly recommend it. When the next season starts, go watch a game, whether or not it's live or it's on TV. You'll see that the, the things are going a lot faster paced. Yeah, there's not a lot of like, hey, look at these guys' shoes. And if you look out in the outfield, there's a person like walking around. They're just focusing on the players now. And it's actually going at a smooth pace. Um, But speaking of a smooth pace, that this segue is not a smooth pace. And all I can do is bring this episode kind of to a close. This has been an awesome episode. I actually, this has been a lot of fun, guys. I like, I, mm-hmm. I love having yeah, this here between a, the, the, the four of us. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think now it's time for some some shout outs uh, before we get things done. Uh, I don't know if uh, everybody has shout outs ready. I'm going to throw it to Biz first because Biz always has one or two ready first. Well, no, we... I do, but I think, you know, we have guests on the show. So I'm going to defer to um, Justin. Do you have a shout out? Uh, not really. I think we talked about everything that we. That I had in mind. So we talked about Draymond Green was going to be my big shout out, but I think we already <laughs> talked about that. Um, you know, and then Shoyo Otani was my other one. It's like, good job on that contract. So you guys, Biz, knocked you out ruined both him. Those. I did, yeah. I did. Oh, well. <laughs> so, shout yeah, out again to those people. I don't know. I might come up with a different shout out if you guys go around the horn. No worries. Go for it, Mark, improper Mark. Right, my shout out is, is in the Otani vein. I'd like to give a shout out to Ken Rosenthal for writing the following. Because I found it hilarious. It says, fans of the losing bidders, the Cubs, Giants, and most of all the Blue Jays, will not want to hear this. Fans of teams in the game's smallest markets will want to hear it even less. But Otani's choice of the Dodgers, who play in the nation's second largest media market, only enhances his stature and that of his sport. Otani went from the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim to the Los (laughs) Angeles Dodgers. (laughs) <laughs> he didn't move media markets. He didn't move. <laughs> so kudos to you, uh, sir. Maybe, maybe, maybe he didn't realize that when he was writing. I think he probably. I meant, don't think he did. 
I think he probably meant just teams in terms of the national appeal, but yeah. <laughs> that that is funny. That is funny. So I'm going to shout out uh, the mighty uh, Aston Villa um, of the Premiership, who are currently third. Now they historically, I mean, they're a, they're a big team, but they have been in the doldrums for a long time. In the they last won the league in 1981. And they actually won the European Cup that year. But this year, they started playing well towards the end of last year. They got Unai Emery in, who used to be the manager of Arsenal. He did pretty rubbish there. And then he went back to Spain and then he came back to the Premiership. And at the end of last season, Aston Villa started doing really well. This year, they've just gone on an absolute tear. So they're currently third. It's all bunched up at the top at the moment. Liverpool are top by one point over Arsenal. And Aston Villa are third, uh, one point behind Arsenal, two behind Liverpool. But they have been playing so well. They've 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 won eleven out of their sixteen games. Their last back to back games, they beat the champs, they beat Man City, and then they beat Arsenal last week. And so, whenever you do that, that's tough to do two weeks in a row. So, uh, shout out to Aston Villa. Justin, do you have a shout out yet? I'm going to shout out Northern Virginia for possibly getting two new franchises a uh, basketball team and a hockey team, the Washington Wizards and the Washington Capitals might be moving to Northern Virginia. Oh, oh yeah, in the I DMV area. I did yeah. not know about this. Wow. And yeah, on, on that, the Commanders today. may be jumping over as well. Yep. The, what, so DC, the Commanders. So oh, we might be okay. losing. So DC might not have a franchise anymore, which is so weird they'll be called the, the Virginia Commanders, possibly, possibly the Virginia. So, I love the softball. Out. Yeah, I love the softball up for anybody that wanted to take it. But if nobody's going to take it, I am. I'm going to give a shout out to the Los Angeles Lakers for winning the inaugural. NBA in-season <laughs> tournament uh, over the Indiana Pacers. And uh, I don't know if you watched that game. That was actually a fascinating game uh, that was a lot closer than the, I guess, 14-point ending that it, it ended up being. But it, it, awesome job. Like, we can keep, like, gushing over LeBron James throughout his career and Anthony Davis and what they've been able to do. But to start the season, like a lot of people will will complain in the past about the Lakers or LeBron James team load managing in December leading up to the playoffs. But they wanted to go ahead and get this this in-season tournament championship, the very first one ever, possibly as LeBron James winds down his career. And of course, I should say this watch him play another five years. But kudos to the Los Angeles Lakers for winning this first time that they've ever done an in-season tournament. They've already said that they're going to go ahead and try to make some changes and tweaks for the future years, but I watched more basketball in the fall and winter months than I have in previous months as well. So to me, this was a success. Fair. Yeah. And with that, as I've mentioned multiple times on this podcast, my beer is empty. So to Mark and to Justin, thank you very much for joining us this week. And to Biz, the only thing I can say is cheers. Cheers. Till next time.